Welcome to episode 11 of Cancer with Craig, managing your illness as a project. Uh, my name is Kirk Faulkner, and here is the star of the show, Mr. Craig Faulkner. Welcome, everybody. Delighted to have you. Well, it's been a little while since we've been on mic. Uh, there's some stuff to catch up on, but it's good to be on mic with you it again. Is, it is good. Has it been two weeks, three weeks? It's been about two, three weeks since we've been able to actually record something new. We put something out last week, oh, and we've been getting a lot of really yeah. good... Uh, feedback from that's it. right that was with allison there was one more after the one with oh, allison. okay mm-hmm. okay awesome uh we i'm losing went, track yeah there's a lot of them now but it's great to be talking with you again and so first off the last we talked to you you had gotten the bone biopsy that's right and the results had been good but something called your m spike was still up higher than we wanted to Do you want to recap for the listeners what an m spike is right well the m spike really is the main marker that the oncologists are looking for to determine whether or not the myeloma cell is actually in your plasma what they're hoping for with the stem cell transplant is they're hoping to get that m spike down to zero non-existent Well, when we came back, and I think I talked about this on one of the other episodes, we went after six weeks after the uh, stem cell transplant, we went back and we said, well, where are we? And we had gone down like three hundredths of a percent. The M spike was still higher than they wanted to see. So we were a little disappointed about that. Yeah. But the news that has come since then is uh, drum roll. Drum roll. Well, we're happy to report that I don't have an M spike. So you're at zero. I'm at zero. And let me tell you how that was delivered, Kirk, because it was really pretty funny. Again, I have got to tell you that I think I've got one of the finest medical teams available. I've just got a ton of confidence in their ability and their integrity and their work and everything else they're doing. They're wonderful people. Dr. Ball, though, the way he delivered the message was pretty interesting. He's my oncologist. He came in and he was talking to Marilyn and I. And of course, we were kind of on the edge of our chair thinking, well, where's the M-spike? Where's the M-spike? And he said, well, you know, your blood results look pretty good. And you know, how are you feeling? And well, we'll want to start the oral chemo here pretty quick. And we were saying, yeah, yeah, but, and finally, we said, okay, well, where's the M-spike? And he said, oh, it's gone. That's amazing. Yeah. And we said, you mean, am I in remission? And he said, oh, yeah, you're in full remission right now. So that's a big word, remission. Yeah, the R word, remission. Wow. I'll tell you what, remission is a lot better than recession. Yeah. (laughs) That was a a very nasty R word uh, a few years back. But we just started to laugh. I kind of needled him a little bit. I said, hey, really, you got to work on your delivery. I said, that's great news. He goes, oh, yeah, that's what we've been working for. So it is great news. It's like you got the football pass in the end zone. That's right. right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So touchdown. So here's the interesting thing. And so we're delighted. You know, I'm excited. I've got to say that Marilyn's always more excited about these events than I am. And thank goodness, I mean, she's got such a positive attitude, always has. I've always tried to be really positive, but I've prided myself on being realistic too. And I'm thinking, well, yeah, I'm in remission, but let's remember that I'm not cured of this cancer. This is not a curable cancer. It's a cancer that kind of lingers in the back of your, must be in the DNA, and can always come forward again. And so, you know, Marilyn's just elated by the fact that I'm in remission, and I am too, but I'm thinking, okay, well, so how long am I going to stay in remission? Right. I also had a little bit of a complicated reaction when I heard that you were in remission. It reminded me of that 
Woody Allen movie where he thinks he has cancer and then they tell him he doesn't and he's skipping out of the doctor's office and he gets about 100 yards and then he just stops and his head drops and he realizes that, yeah, he doesn't have cancer anymore, but he's going to die of something someday. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. And when I heard that you were in remission, my initial thing was elation and I was super happy. But then, yeah, all of those things that you just said kind of came back to me and I was like, well okay, but I can't let myself be off guard. You know, you still got to be careful. And, and that, That's right. As we've kind of talked about this whole process and as we reflect on the title of the podcast, Cancer with Craig, Managing Long-Term Illness as a Project, this really does tie back to the subtitle. Right. This is a project. The project is not over, okay? Mm-hmm. Now I have to go into a new frame of mind, which is, you know, how do I live the healthiest life I can possibly live, the most enjoyable lifestyle I can possibly live? How do I continue to follow the medical regimen that my doctors are going to prescribe to me? And, you know, how do I mentally and physically prepare for stubbing my toe along the way, which I think we're going to talk about here in just a minute. But before we do, I know you're going to give me a bad time here in just a second. It's okay. But before we get to that, I've got to say that for me, it helps me manage this illness better if I, again, can look back and say, you know, up to this point, we've had this level of success. We had a few setbacks along the way, but overall, it's been very positive. The next thing I'm looking at is the regimen that they're going to prescribe to me, which will be the oral chemo. I'm going back on the oral chemo, okay. uh, the Revlimid regimen. And I'll be on 10 milligrams of Revlimid to start with, whereas before I was on 25 milligrams. And I actually handled the Revlimid pretty well. And the reason they put you on that Revlimid is they found that it pushes you into the remission for a longer period of time. I feel like now I know what's coming next. And I'll go in every month for blood tests to see if that M spike spikes up. And if it does, then what they'll do is they will prescribe, they'll increase the dosage of the Revlimid. That would be the first line of defense. It's almost more important for me to know what's going to happen if the M-spike reoccurs than knowing I'm in a remission right now. I want to know if I fall out of remission in six months, how do they push me back? Right. I think going back to uh, project management, I think there's different kinds of people. And I know one kind of person who I think maybe we both are a little bit is the kind of person who doesn't take enough time to celebrate right. a uh, victory. Right. And so I'd like to give you a little handshake. Yeah. Right yeah, here. yeah. Okay. Congratulations. Awesome. Congra- awesome. That is a huge accomplishment. I'm sure if any of our listeners are going through the same kind of things that you're going through, that's something that they're going to be very excited to hear. Right. I can only imagine there's just a huge group of people out there who love you, who are so grateful, you know, that your M spike's gone down to zero. Right. Absolutely. And we all hope that you will continue to take care of yourself yeah. <laughs> and not put yourself in situations where you're going to get sick. That's right. Well, not that I would ever do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're leading up to the fact that, would you call it a chest cold? What do you I, got? Yeah, I have a chest cold. I was nearing the 100-day mark, which is really the 100-day quarantine, where I'm really supposed to stay out of big crowds. 
But being the very supportive husband that I want to be to my uh, great wife, Marilyn, I went to support her at a conference that she was at, BYU Education Week. I was out in public. Wherever it came from, I caught a cold, and it went deep, and it went deep really fast. And I had actually started chemo, my oral chemo treatment, and the docs want you to report in whenever you're sick. And so I called up and said, hey, I'm sick. And they said, stop your chemo. You can't be on chemo. You're on restriction. Go sit in the corner with your nose in the corner. Put the dunce cap on. You got sick. And so I'm feeling a lot better. When I get better, then I can go back on my oral chemo. And I'm motivated, again, to be on oral chemo because that's going to uh, help with the remission. So, yeah, I got a little over-anxious. Well, we were joking before we started the podcast, and I said I was going to do some finger-wagging at you, but I absolutely understand why you were excited to get out of the house, and you're probably feeling good after the M-spike dropped. But it is a good reminder to stay vigilant and that this is a long-term thing. Yeah, it's a long-term haul. And again, I think, you know, tied back into our little sub-headline, any project that you're involved in that's worth doing in life, I mean, you will have some setbacks. Long-term projects, you just have to be vigilant. And the little setbacks, you know, you kind of have to downshift to slow it down a little bit. So I'm trying to do that. Another interesting thing happened when I was in Utah with Marilyn. I woke up one morning. This was just last week. I woke up one morning and I really couldn't open my mouth uh, any wider than, than two fingers. And I had had some problems with the right side of my jaw clicking I've never had anything like that before, but the last, oh, three or four months, I've had this jaw clicking, but I've never had my jaw lock up. I couldn't open my mouth any wider than two fingers. I certainly couldn't get an In-N-Out burger uh, in my mouth. (laughs) And so the long uh, and the short of it is, you know, I've been diagnosed with TMJ and it's not painful. Yeah, It's not painful. Like right now talking, it's not painful, but I can't, I can't open my mouth wide. And when I do chew, it's painful. And so I am now faced with another little journey on trying to figure that out. Yeah. And it really, is it a part of the cancer with Craig story or is it a part of the result of cancer? Who the heck knows? It doesn't really matter at this point. It doesn't really matter. (laughs) I know I'm a teeth grinder. I've been a teeth grinder through this ordeal and even prior to it for a few years. So certainly that's one of the things that causes. You think it might uh, just be a response to the stress of having cancer? Like I think it's a combination of that as well as when my back was uh, really thrown out of whack with the collapse of my L3 vertebrae. That could have actually thrown my bite out of whack because of my posture. Yeah. So it could be a series of things that have happened over this nearly 12 months. Yeah. And the thing that is more than a little frustrating is I'm climbing out of the 100-day confinement hole. Even though I caught the cold, I'm shedding this cold pretty quick. And now I've got to sort out this TMJ they don't but, want to make it easy uh, on you. No one's made it. I don't know no who they are, ever, but... <laughs> yeah, no one ever said it would be easy. 
so it's a little bit of a mixed bag, but with the big headline being you're in official remission. With uh, multiple myeloma, how long does remission, like what's the window on that? It's funny you ask that because, of course, I ask that. And the answer that I get when I've asked that, and I've asked it a number of times, is, well, it all depends. It's different for every person. I did get a nice success story the day that I learned that my M-spike was down, and Dr. Ball said he had just had a patient that had his 10-year remission anniversary from the stem cell transplant. So he said, you know, that's what we're going to shoot for. We're going to shoot for something that long. But he said, hey, listen, if it doesn't happen, and he said, there's a lot of things we can do. He says, there's, I've got a lot of tricks in my bag that, you know, are going to keep you around for a long time. That's very, very encouraging. Yeah. And it really shows me that, you know, there's a lot of creative ways to attack this illness. Right. One of the things that I want to bring up and I think it ties into projects and it ties into trying new things and it ties into the kind of people that I think we ultimately want to be. I want to view myself as a can-do person and also as a person that says to you, you can do it. You can achieve success. I don't want to view myself as a person saying, oh, that's going to be hard, or here's what you should really do, or here's what you really ought to be considering. Right, you don't want to be preachy. I don't want to be preachy. Well, what I am finding, and especially with this TMJ, everybody knows what I should be doing for TMJ. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, I had to laugh. I was driving home from the uh, doctor, the TMJ specialist. This morning, I was talking to someone, And she started to tell me what I should consider doing. And I said, listen, I can't hear from one more person what I should be doing. So the reason I say that, because I know I'm as guilty of that as anybody, it is a good reminder to all of us that as we hear about someone's project, as we hear about someone's goals or dreams or aspirations, Or trials and tribulations. Or trials and tribulations. Let's not be the, you should, let's be the, you could and you can and you will kind of people. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. People really need encouragement a lot more than advice. Yeah, Yeah, we all do. We all do. (laughs) You know, we're all smart enough to open up our notebooks and hop on our computers and Google. Right. What should I do about my job problem? (laughs) (laughs) There's a ton of information out there on it. Well, if you have any advice for Craig, uh, please write in at now. Yeah, yeah, at, <laughs> at my jock clicks or I can't open my mouth <laughs> dot com. No, uh, if anybody does have anything that they would like to uh, talk with us about, please uh, always feel free to go to craigjfalkner.com. That's where we're hosting all of these, also on SoundCloud. And yeah, I just am so happy. We're going to name this episode Remission. That's you know? right. I think we should. I and think we should. Here's to 10 years of not having to worry about an M-spike. That's right. All right. Well, listen, thanks, Kirk. Thanks for hosting. I really do appreciate it. And thanks, everybody, for listening. All right, everybody. Have a great day. 